Let's start with uh, parenting. So when Barb and I, uh, in retrospect, think about uh, what type of report card we got for our parenting, we're pretty sure we got some A's on birthday parties for games, for the food we serve. We're also pretty sure we got some F's for birthday parties for our kids, particularly having them on time. If we got the birthday party done in the same month of David or Michael's birthday, we felt pretty good about it, but I still think we get an, an F for that. Sometimes they would just kind of wistfully say to us, I, I just want a party. I just want a party. Think of this fall when, when university students went back to school. Uh, think of, of Madison, for example. All of those kids went back there and the bars were open and the frat houses and the sororities and the dorms welcomed all these kids back. I just want a party. COVID shut down. Now that's evolved a little bit. Think of um, weddings. I'm a pastor, pretty realistic about them. Uh, it's still kind of bad form to skip the wedding service and just go to the reception, but I know it happens because the wedding service, you know, you've kind of seen it all before. But the reception, that's where the food and the drink and the people and the music and the dancing is. That's what people want to go to. I just, I just want to party. Now, there's something we all know that's kind of self-serving and self-centered about that. I just want to party. But there's also something good about it, because all of us do just want to, and we need to laugh a bit, a little bit, and have some fun together, and just kick back and, and enjoy the best of life. I just want a party. It, it's interesting to me that in, in the Gospels, when you think about the mention of weddings, it, it really happens only in two places, the wedding at Cana, uh, at the beginning of Jesus' ministry and this parable that Jesus tells today about the ten bridesmaids. And in each case, there's, there's kind of this uh, unanticipated disaster that ensues. In the case of the wedding at Cana, early on in the celebration, and weddings then would go on for days for the community, early on in the celebration, they run out of wine already. Like, how does that happen? And then in the parable Jesus tells today, the, the bridesmaids are waiting for the groom, which took time as a part of those wedding celebrations. And so they all bring their oil lamps, but five of them don't remember to bring any oil. Like, what gives with that? We'll come back to that. But just think a little bit more about weddings for a second. So I'm, I'm thinking if you're watching, virtually all of you have had some role in a wedding. You've been a guest at one. You've been in a wedding party. You've been a bride, you've been a groom, you've been a parent or grandparent of a bride or a groom. You've all had some experience of it. So when you think about the things that are most special about weddings, some of them be, can be scripted, some not, but, but they're the people things, like somebody has survived uh, an accident or cancer and when they come down that aisle, Everyone's just thinking, it's kind of a miracle that they're here, and it's an amazing moment. Um, sometimes in, in the, the blended family world, uh, there are multiple families at a wedding, and there's some history there, right? And, and yet the, the history gets pushed aside, and those families are all there for that couple in that moment, and, and the baggage is, is left beside as well, and, and that's an awesome thing. And, and every once in a while, especially as an officiant, I get to see that couples 
uh, they really have their own language, their own body language, their own looks, their own uh, phrases that really only they understand, but it's, it's part of how connected they are. Uh, those are all awesome moments in a wedding. So now, think about today's gospel lesson. Jesus tells this parable in a world that everyone would have been familiar with weddings in a small village. It would have involved the whole community. It would have gone on for days. And brides didn't pick like a bridal party. Any young unmarried female in the community was a bridesmaid. And, and the groom uh, would come from wherever, maybe just working during the day, and, and, the, and the party wouldn't really get going or the celebration wouldn't get, really get going until they were under the same roof. And so waiting for the groom would, would sometimes be for hours. And so you'd bring your lambs and you'd, you'd hang out by the well and wait. Uh, now, a lot of times people forget that this is a, is a story by Jesus. And, and they wonder, well, why didn't the five uh, with the oil just share it? Jesus is about sharing, right? That, that's not the point of his story. And, and they get locked out at the end, the five foolish ones. <gasps> that seems like really mean. Why would Jesus say that? Well, remember, he's trying to make a point with the story. And so what's the point he's trying to make? I think what he's getting at is there's a difference between mistakes and negligence in the life of faith. Mistakes are when we get into a new situation or an awkward moment or, or we're under some sort of pressure and we try and do the right thing and we don't and we mess it up. That's, that's a mistake. We all make lots of mistakes. But there are a lot of other things in life where we kind of willfully let it go or are purposely mean, for lack of a better word, um, or we don't love our neighbor as ourself, or we choose not to live with gratitude or to serve or to, to, to share. And, and then that becomes moral or faith negligence. And that's what Jesus is talking about today. You know, the thing about Jesus is he reminds us of who we are. We are loved and saved by a God who is unconditionally loving. God wants to be gracious, God gets to be gracious. And, and then he teaches us that, that we're not like each other's morality police. Uh, we're supposed to worry about the log in our own eye, not the speck in our neighbors. And so, so many of his parables aim us in that direction. In other words, deal with your own stuff. Pay attention to your own moral and spiritual growth and development. And so really the point of today's parable is just to honestly ask you and for me to ask myself, uh, have I been spiritually negligent someplace along the way? And if we're honest, we all have been. And, and then the, the real issue is, can you identify the, the ones that are currently of significance? And, and how do you change and, and how do you walk back whatever hurt that may have caused others? Now, at this point in the sermon, a lot of times as a preacher, you'd give people some examples of that. But I, I think if I give you examples, I'm, I'm getting ahead of it to kind of tell you what uh, you actually need to, to do for yourself. I, I think maybe a couple of signposts for all of us when it comes to our life relationships and how not to be negligent is, is just that when, when we truly are in relationships where we love the other people, 
unconditionally loving somebody also means uh, not controlling them. Uh, because controlling takes away their chance to be the best of who they are, and it makes it more about us. If you find yourself trying to control, um, that's negligence of truly being loving. And maybe, maybe the other thing that, that we all can keep track of is, is anytime you're in one of those more challenging conversations, um, probably something to keep track of is uh, you're going to want to ask more questions than give answers. Answers, again, is our agenda. And, and to truly be there for each other, we've got to hear the other person's needs and agenda. And you only learn that if you ask some questions. Loving is not controlling. Truly listening to each other is asking more questions than giving answers. I just want to party. <laughs> Life is pretty serious at times. There's a lot of stuff up in the air for all of us, especially these days. And that can be so unsettling. But we have a Jesus who came along and said, hey, it's easy for me to forgive the mistakes. Uh, I just don't want you to be negligent and, and, and keep working at that and, and do your own work and support each other when, when others are doing their work. And at the end of all of that, do not despair because, because I know you need to laugh and I know you need to relax and I know you need to have a little fun in life. And so um, when, when, you, when you wonder where you next go on life's path, uh, part of the answer you can trust is that where you're going next is to a wedding at Cana with Jesus. Done. <laughs>